Hi, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of April 14, 2014. This is episode 227, and I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, where the healthcare marketing firm is putting on a podcast with me today in studio. Jackie Olson, account manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, principal at Interval. Thank oh. I, I'm I'm always astounded by how our, the numbers at the top of the show are like creepy lost sequences, right? Because <laughs> we've had them like all one number or whatever. So this is literally episode 227 from 41414. Oh. So when you think about 227, if you take the 27, 2 times 7 is 14. There are two 14s in that number. And then the date is for 1414. Are you going to keep going all the way back to Kevin Bacon? You gonna make the connection? I just find that. That's it. What is like lottery numbers? What is that game? Is something that is something crazy. degrees of Kevin Bacon? Six degrees. Six degrees of Kevin fourteen Bacon. degrees of Kevin. Bacon. <laughs> fourteen that times is, is the number of times. It's not really creepy. I was really going out of my way to try yeah. to make that point. There have I'm been a few good out. ones though in the past. Yeah, it is though. So actually, you could do this. You could say if you take the, the last two numbers, two times seven is fourteen, and there are two fourteens in four fourteen. Yeah, that's creepy. And there right, were two right? tractors. And, but if you take the first two numbers, two times two, that equals four, which is the first number in the date, four. And there were four, four 14, tires 14. on two tractors that played chicken and footloose, one of which was driven by Kevin Bacon. Bam! <laughs> and somebody's Did siblings it. were age 14. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Nice. I don't know what the- Moving right along. <laughs> Moving along. Some updates. We're going to be at the forum. That is coming up. Fast. That's in two weeks. Coming up hot. That's crazy town. I will be giving a workshop. If you're coming, be ready to roll up your sleeves and get down, get down with it on the new paradigm. <laughs> consumer healthcare get down marketing. on it. Get down on it. <laughs> that will be the morning of Friday, May 2nd, the evening of April 30th, which is the kickoff for the forum conference. We were having branding at the bar. Bab, mm-hmm. as we like to call it. Batba. 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 Batiba. The T is silent. Batiba. So join us for that. Drinks, food, trivia, fun, love. Prizes. Prizes. Big time prizes. Big time prizes. Mm-hmm. Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the following week, I am speaking in D.C. at the National Behavioral Health Conference. That's Monday the 5th, speaking on branding. Uh, on May 22nd, I will be at Vishmapur in Charlottesville speaking at their conference on Joe Public. And I'm just going to throw this in there because I think it's really cool. I told you this this morning, Jackie. I got an email from the vice oh. president of marketing from a giant, a giant. private <laughs> provider health system in Asia who read Joe Public Doesn't Care About Your Hospital and would like to have me come speak to their organization. Oh, in Asia? In mm-hmm. Asia. Where, where in Asia exactly? Singapore. Oh, that's sweet, a, huh? How cool. If I had to go to Asia, be. that's where I'd want to go. Singapore? Yeah. I think there's a lot of cool places in Asia, but that's probably the first on my list, though. I'd go to really? yeah, I'd go to a number of places, I'm sure. But yeah. That sounds cool. Doesn't that sound awesome? That just shows yeah. the reach of the power of Joe Public. Yeah. What is uh what would Joe Public be what would his name be if he was a sing- well, I don't a know. I think it's a Singaporean system's website, which I won't name because that's private. But they, they, um, their site's in English. I mean, they might oh. just have a translation. But it's still, automatic. Joe Public. Oh, I don't maybe. know, and I don't even know what the health system's like in Singapore. I assume it's like 
most European countries where you've got a government-run level and then you've got a private level. I'm not really sure. That'd just be fascinating to visit and see what it's all like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping to get the opportunity to go to Singapore. Yeah, that would be awesome. Sweet. Take us with. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Got two employees who must come with me. Uh, One last update note. Remember to submit your uh, description or... In, entry line, what mm-hmm. do we want to call that? It's our description of the show. Intro. Our intro. Because mm-hmm. we want a, a better one than we have now, mm-hmm. which I won't bore you with. Also, if you follow us on iTunes, please um, review us on iTunes. It's always a good thing. We always forget to ask that, but it's important mm-hmm. to be reviewed because then iTunes recognizes that you're a legitimate podcast, good or bad reviews, but... Preferably good. Yeah, preferably good. But <laughs> you forgot to mention that because you mentioned this last time that we will give a gift for the intro as an as of yet undetermined. No, I think we'll drive it's to undetermined. Your and hug you and your staff. Oh, you know what? I just thought of another and time we gave a prize. We gave a prize to oh Nick Dawson. Nick. Oh, that's right. Is it Nick Dawson? Nick. Nick. No, Nick. Um, oh, I'm not gonna be able to. He's from Duluth. Yeah, Nick. Sorry, Nick. We gave him some booze. Yeah, we were going to give him 40s of like old English or something. That's right. Colt 45. What did we end up getting? Colt, wasn't it? Didn't you buy it? Yeah, or did yeah, Katie, yeah. Katie, maybe Katie, Katie bought it, I think. We had him no. on the podcast too. Yep. You need to find out Nick's name in. before we... I can drop his Lan- name Lansing. to like Colt 45. Nick Lansing. Nick Lansing. Yeah. That's it. Nick Lansing. <laughs> Hi, Nick. Hope you're still listening. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Jerks <laughs> yeah. can't remember my name. That was a long time ago. It was like three was. years. I, and we haven't been in touch. Cold we haven't stayed 45. in touch with Nick. No. Yeah. Okay. We've got a number of short items today. Um, first, I don't know whether this is coincidence or not. I don't think it can be. You don't think it can be? No. No. Okay. So last week, if you've listened, um, we ranted, as, we're, as we oft do, about an article from a physician who was essentially saying that because – Everybody's pushing for better patient satisfaction. We as physicians are then forced to do what people want instead of what's appropriate for them. So that's evil. As evil, the, the physician said this was more evil than trade, no, no trial lawyers. Yeah. Which coming from a physician is, that is, that's, that's, a, that's a serious throwdown right there. So it was a bigger threat. To the, the to the practice of medicine than trial. <laughs> That's just awesome. That is a good. It's quote. not like there's not you know you're not making enough money or you know we can't find <laughs> enough doctors or it's user reviews data it's Yelp it's Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So the next day, literally, I came across mm-hmm. the Onion. Who I love the Onion. Um, I follow them on Facebook. And the story said, physician shoots off a few Adderall prescriptions to improve Yelp rating. <laughs> and then the story says something, noting that his practice's rating on the business review website had dipped to just 3.5 stars. Local primary care provider, Dr. Frank Holley, reported dashed off, reportedly dashed off several Adderall prescriptions Monday to give his Yelp average a boost. I keep a pretty close eye on my reviews, and whenever I see my number fall below four, I just write a few extra Adderall or Dexatrine, which is in the other story, scripts, and it's back up in no time. <laughs> which is funny because, well, unfortunate because there goes our, there goes our weekly probe story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 
In addition, Holly confirmed he hasn't advised a single patient to exercise regularly or maintain a healthy diet since 2011, <laughs> saying he learned his lesson after receiving a devastating one-star review. It's so, just so timely. So my guess is the Onion staff probably sit there for half the day and just pour over stories on the internet. Mm-hmm. Probably came across our story that yeah. we came across. Not ours, but came across <laughs> the story podcast? that we had because it, it was right. – Circulated quite a bit in social media in our circle. Yeah. And then just wrote this awesome. I like the picture of the guy there, know, too, which perfect. is exactly what I had in mind. Maybe with a shock of white hair instead of <laughs> this maybe, guy. Maybe they came across our podcast and then decided to write that. This. Could, if they know what's good for them, they listen to our podcast every week, <laughs> get all of their fodder. <laughs> I love the onion. Like, here's just a little side headline Last living California raised and dies of prostate cancer. <laughs> I like I the like, headlines are the best part. I like the weather, the little forecast thing in the yeah. upper left corner. Eighty-five degrees in your face, early winds. <laughs> yeah. I just saw that too. That's great. Oh, yeah, nothing yeah. is missed. No, no little detail. I was telling Adam, did you catch this? That the sponsored news. It says lesser news from the web, and then if you go to the bottom, it says even lesser news from the web, with all their sponsor posts. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes. They're so detail-oriented. <laughs> yes. Well, we recommend The Onion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll move on from The Onion. We will go to next on our agenda. The Mayo Clinic advertises on their website. Now, this may not be news. This makes me feel like the WNBA story we covered, partly because mm-hmm. it's Mayo Clinic and partly because we're talking about it because we just found out about it not necessarily because it's news. And so this is their um, this is the first time I've ever come across a hospital or health system website that advertises on their site. Uh, and so it's basically like a Google AdWords, I would assume. Maybe it's a direct, maybe it's not. Maybe was it's it their dis- own. Was it display advertising? I'm trying to get back to it now. Yeah, it's a display advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go to their healthy lifestyle section on mailclinic.org. That's the only place, as far as I can tell, the advertising shows up. And the healthy lifestyle section is basically like their answer to WebMD. Right. Um, though it's not nearly as overwhelmingly confusing as WebMD. And so there on the right is ads like... Here's an ad for control fibromyalgia, yeah. but it's from the Mayo Clinic, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I got an ADHD, or no, is that? No, that's, yeah, it says advertisement, ADHD in children ad. And is it from the Mayo Clinic? No. So, so again, here we are learning on the air. Perhaps the advertising oh, is yeah, only maybe it is. from the Mayo Clinic, which would be mm-hmm. weird. I don't believe it was the last time I was here. No, this says Pro Air FHA. The first three ads I've come across have all taken me to the Mayo Clinic itself. Mayo Clinic, erectile. I swear the day, though, that you sent it along to look at it was not Mayo Clinic. Which one, Jackie? This one is for Pro Air. It looks like it's an inhaler, and it took me to the Pro Air website. Okay, so what that could mean is they don't have a lot of ads. So they're <laughs> filling, they're it, with filling it in with, with their own stuff. I do find it very odd that they would put their own stuff in, an, in something that's clearly marked advertisement. Now, maybe they right. feel like there's some kind of law that requires that. I don't know if it's their own website. I've refreshed like through at least 
five to ten ads, and they've all been Mayo Clinic. Does yeah. your at the bottom? So you see the advertisement below it. Do you see the text that says Mayo Clinic is a not-for-profit yes. organization? Proceeds from website advertising yeah. help yep. support a mission. Yep. Mayo Clinic does not endorse non-Mayo products and services, except for allowing them to show up on their homepage or on their website, which is an implicit <laughs> endorsement. I'm sorry. Right. I am I right or am I wrong? I'm sure I, that they screen the living pajoop out of this. Right. I've yet to come across an ad that's not. Yeah, this one. Or Mayo Clinic. Yeah, me either today. Oh, and I've gotten there. at least over a dozen. I've, over a dozen so far. Just, yeah, me too. Just refreshing it over and over. And it does say ads by Google at the bottom of the of the section. So I don't know. I I think that's it's interesting on two levels. One, obviously, they're hoping to raise money with this. Or why allow Google AdWords on your Google Display ads on your not Google AdWords Google Display on your own website. So that's that's an interesting conversation to have. I mean, I'm sure they yeah. feel like we get enough traffic here that we're missing an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. So what do you guys? Let's start with that. Forget yeah. about the fact that all of them I found are actually yeah. And I, I would say I'm not appalled by it necessarily or anything like that. It's just it's interesting that I mean because it's the first time I've seen it done. Hmm. Well, considering that you said this section is, and it seems more like a WebMD type resource, you know, it's a little different offering web advertising here versus other parts of their website. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it has more of a WebMD vibe to it. Well, it's more of a, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not descriptive of like their services. It's not like a, it's yeah. not like within their cancer or their heart section where it would be certainly odd to see an ad. It's yeah. in, it's in with, it's within a section of the website that it's not necessarily appalling it's not a, it's not necessarily a distraction um mm-hmm. it's still it's still new it's as a tactic we haven't at least i haven't seen okay yeah. so there boom i finally found one first there was an age an adhd ad for google or i mean sorry for mayo clinic which took me to their adhd yep. page yep. i believe That's and then there was an ad on there that took me to a drug now yeah That's i just that's a little i just well, find it found, yeah. really odd walmart just got Walmart. That's okay, what I, that's what I got the first time you sent me the link. Yeah, same here. So it's odd to me that you're the Mayo Clinic, and somebody's interested in ADHD. <clears throat> so you take them to the ADHD page on your website, and then take them to a drug ad, right? Which, if I were Mayo Clinic, I'd be like, "Okay, hello, that's why we're here is to help you figure." I mean, isn't that like mm-hmm. what all providers complain about? Is consumers coming in with their Give me this drug. Give me this drug. Yeah, their beliefs. So here you are actually, I mean, I hate to be negative to the Mayo Clinic. God bless them, but I don't get it. Now, I'm just thinking out loud here. As as obviously you can tell if you're listening to the podcast, Mm -hmm. we were just exploring this for the first time. Right. As we were wont to do. Uh, So some of my reactions and thoughts may, you know, upon further reflection, become (laughs) self-apparent or whatever. But this is my initial reaction. Yeah, well, my, in my initial reaction, I mean, today I was like, I was refreshing like dozens of times and everything was mail. But mm-hmm. now that I see a Walmart one pop up, that was what I saw yeah. the first time you sent the link. And I refreshed it multiple times then and it kept, it, it was the Walmart one that kept popping up. So it was, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Well, I mean, I, what Walmart's advertising in here, it's like, it's like maternity stuff. So I mean, it's got a healthcare right. vibe to it. So I mean, it doesn't, 
like I said, I'm not disgusted or appalled. It's just I just I wonder. I'm although with Chris with with your example of the ADHD, yeah, that that feels borderline inappropriate. I just feel like they'd have to be really careful with what they or they would want to be really careful with what they would put on here and it's probably not as easily controllable as they would like. Well, there's no doubt that the the placement of that ad is not a coincidence. Yeah, that's true. I mean, clearly that drug company bought that specific placement on that specific page. Um, Is that even... I mean, clearly it's legal if the Mayo is doing it, but it seems... Odd. I mean, a drug company company can't put up advertisements within a hospital, can they? What's that? A drug company can't go into a hospital and... Sure. And buy ad placement on the wall. I don't know there, why not. I mean, I don't know. I just assume there is, must be some. I mean, in Minnesota, where we're regulated up to the friggin' hilt with everything around here, that that's got. As I, far I, as I, I assume, know, I assume that it can't be done, that you can't as do. As far it. as right. I know, yeah. There's Walmart. You're right. Maybe it's allowed. I don't know. But if this lives on the mail website, you know, like that ADHD medication, you would. I don't know. I can't just assume that. Everyone would just not assume that it was not endorsed by the Mayo Clinic. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Even though they say we don't we don't endorse non Mayo Clinic yeah. products. Jeez, you can say that. I mean, to me, sorry, and I'm a distant here. <laughs> I, I think you're right, Jackie. I feel like if I'm on their yeah. website and there's an ad in the ADD, ADHD section for a drug, my first reaction is, well, Mayo Clinic must be okay with it if they're if it's here. Yeah. Even though they say they don't endorse it, I just think you can. It doesn't matter what you say; it's what right. it right. how what it, it appears how mm-hmm. it appears. I think. Yeah. Same with this ad for the this inhaler. But I I find it odd that they just even with the idea that I want to know more about ADHD and then I can get to a a I'm basically leaping right to the treatment. From your website, Mayo Clinic, which is yeah. a drug. I don't know. Interesting. I wonder how it's going for them. I wonder if we should reach out to them and give them a chance to, I guess, defend themselves because we're not exactly <laughs> talking about it in glowing terms. No. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of confused, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Or for how long they've been doing this. Yeah. Yep. Or if, I mean, even, I mean, I, I admire that if their if their goal is to take any kind of revenue that comes from it and put it towards something noble or a good cause i i i can respect that but i just wonder if yeah. i wonder if the um, the revenue that comes in from that is it large enough to really offset the potential oddness of doing it in the first place or the risks well just to make sure that we're we're really totally not out of the realm on this i went to the cleveland clinic um health hub mhm and there's no, as far as I can tell, there's no advertising here. Yeah, I mean, I felt, I feel like I've dug through so many of these health library sections yeah. of yeah. hospital sites that it wouldn't feel, this wouldn't feel out of place if I had seen it elsewhere. Well, so there's, there's a number of things that people should think about. One, what do they think about the idea of Mayo Clinic advertising on their own site at all? Two, what do you feel about them advertising clinical products that? could seem to be have an implicit endorsement, even though they have an explicit, we're not endorsing. Um, and given the conflicts, like I pointed out where I'm on the ADHD page um, for children learning about, you know, what's the best way to deal with it. Uh, and then there's an ad for drugs 
for that right there. Um, if you, if you and go down three, oops, the last thing to think about is what about them putting their own stuff in the ad space, which I think is odd. They're treating themselves as if they were advertisers. I think that's also an odd. There's a ton yeah. of text ads too yeah. below. If you go down below those ads, like I'm, I've got Google one ads. for PR web. I've got one for this one that's targeted at me, obviously, because they're almost all market. They're all like market. Where are you seeing that? Um, yeah, ads by Google down wow. here. I don't see those on my go, page. Click through to like. Uh, oh, actually, I went to. Yeah. I clicked on the advertising and sponsorship link that was right here on, under their first ad opportunities. And then on that page, I'm getting served still the same vis- big visual ad up on the top of the display ad. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then scroll down and you get a bunch of this ad, the, the text, text ads, AdWords ads. Hmm. A lot of retargeting going on here. <laughs> yeah, there's For retargeting me. too because there's an ad agency ad. Mm-hmm. Bulk mail postcards. Whoever this is knows that. Yeah. Yeah, this is all. That's it's all geared toward most of them are geared toward my interests mm-hmm. or my profession except for this free obituary search search that's, that's <laughs> nothing i did recently hmm. really interesting it is very interesting actually i know one of the women that's listed on the advertising and sponsorship page i should reach out to her ask her to come on and talk about it yeah it'd be fun to hear i mean it'd be fun, just fun to learn, interesting to learn more about what the thought process was or how they came to decide mm-hmm. this or what kind maybe, you know, the benefits that they've seen from it. I mean, if they've been able mm-hmm. to support some really great causes with the revenue, then it'd be interesting to hear about that. Yeah. Or, they have a, they have, oh, go ahead, Jackie. I was just going to say, or if in fact this is the first time it's ever been done. Yeah. I don't maybe know. other people know of other. They have a long list of what places. advertising can be included and which cannot. I think it's interesting they don't allow other healthcare services, so obviously no competition, um, no legal, no alcohol, tobacco, all that makes sense. But it, it, I don't know. It's just like there's something weird about the the pharmaceutical part. Mm-hmm. It's creepy to me. I don't like that. But yeah, that's me. Okay. Anything else we want to add to this? People should check it out. See what they think. Yes. That's it. Yes. <laughs> all right. This is this is gonna be a shorty. I think it's okay. Yeah, We're okay with right. shorties, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I clicked through the anaphylaxis ad and got an ad for uh, the EpiPens on that page. For what? EpiPens. One of their ads was a to their own page for anaphylaxis. Um, and I carry an EpiPen in my bag all the time, uh, so it was just interesting to see a EpiPen ad pop oh. up over on the side. Hmm. Not. It's not again. It's not offensive, and, and it's you know. If you have allergic reactions to something, it's something that you carry. So it's, I mean, it's not an inappropriate ad. Right. So it's still curious and interesting. All right. Let's go to one that's not healthcare nor marketing related, but still is an awesome talker. We have some <laughs> maybe disagree, disagreements on this. Um, I'm sure everybody listening has saw this. I think this was Friday, Thursday. Uh, I Friday. think it was Friday. Yeah. 410. Thursday. So 410, whatever that was. Thursday. So uh, this was the story that pinged around the internet in like T minus five minutes <laughs> that France had passed a law banning email work emails after 6 p.m. Um, this originated with a story from Mashable, uh, and you know it was floating around out there long enough that a lot of other media sites picked it up. A lot of people commented on it. I mean, I can't tell you how many 
social media posts I saw on it or emails that I got on it. Um, And I remember reacting to it. I don't know how far after the story came out just internally because we had a little email chain going. Yeah. Um, Only later was it discovered that, oops, (laughs) a little problem with the story itself. Mashable (laughs) was hilarious because Adam caught this. Um, When I finally went to look at the story, the headline had changed. The headline now reads, French employees encouraged to shut off email after 6 p.m. So first of all, let's just talk about that. Encouraged versus passed a law. A little bit different. Now, who's encouraging them? Right. So now let's read the editor's note. By the way, the story was by Alex Magdaleno. We don't know whether Alex is responsible for this snafu or the headline writer, I bet, is the one that really is catching hell. Editor's note. The original version of the story stated that it was illegal for employees in France to answer work emails after 6 p.m. This was referring to an agreement that only affects a portion of employees within certain unions, not a countrywide ban or law. We have updated this article to reflect that. So the article must have been wrong if they had to update it. And so, so first of all, it's not the country of France. It's a union, one union, or I don't know what, which union it is. Um, employers, federations, and two unions in France signed a new legally binding labor agreement that encourages some staff some to turn staff. off their phones after 6 p.m. in an effort to curb burnout and promote a healthy work-life balance. So, A, it's not the entire country of France. It's a union or right. unions. B, it's not a law. It's encourage them. They're mm-hmm. not forced to turn it off, I should say. Right. They're encouraged. So, where do we begin with this monstrosity? <laughs> well, I'm kind of bummed that it's not true. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Well, because it seems so cool and progressive, and now it's just like oh, probably. See, I, I, my reaction was not cool and progressive. If it was true, my my reaction was like, "Oh, France, you, you silly <laughs> oh, yeah. socialite! Yeah. yeah, if you if your economy sucks now, you're just keep digging a deeper hole." I know. Well, don't don't I they already work cool. like four weeks out of the year anyway? I mean, do they can't yeah, they just check they their work email? Like Thirty hours emails? a week, they get <laughs> six months of vacation. You can't fire anybody in France ever. Oh. That's what socialism well, is in many ways, is protecting employees to the fault of the companies and the economy in such a way that it really hurts the country. Yeah. Oh, well, I can, I suppose well, I can Jackie, believe that. It's but... all right. If you're communist, there's no. no. <laughs> nice. I mean, obviously, I own a company. Jack, Jackie works for one. So yeah. this is this different perspectives. This is true. Jackie prefer <laughs> if we didn't have any emails after 6 p.m., yeah. right? That's what you're saying. Because you thought it was cool and progressive. <laughs> I do think it's cool law. and progressive. And I think it's cool when people work less during the week, too. Like France, in, France encourages. Wait, is that encourages or is that a law? That you what? only work X amount of hours a week in no, France? There are, their labor laws are extraordinarily okay. strict. I mean, I can't say that I think that that's a bad thing. So speak amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'll give you a topic. <laughs> Adam, you, what's your opinion on all that? Well, you guys know I'm, I, de- I detest email the way it is. I just think it can be very – it can get in the way of productivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, can, it can enhance productivity if used right. It can really hinder productivity if used the way I think most American companies and most companies across the world probably use email. Yeah. People become slaves to email to the point – that like you feel like you need to respond to Im- immediately to everything that pops up and you've got all these little freaking 
vibrating things and dings and dongs that happen every time a <laughs> goddamn message rolls in that, you know, you can't focus on anything because all you're doing all day is spending time like reacting to emails that, that roll in. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point now where I'm, all my dings and dongs are shut off. And, uh, <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, That's the way to go. Because nothing's vibrating. And, you control the level of ding and dong. Yes, I control my ding dong. But, okay, so that's all fair. We've had this discussion before about email, yes, right? Yes, more than once. But but here's a couple things. One, you're not being very responsive to a global economy if you're saying that right. our world stops at six, so <laughs> we stop at six. Good luck right. being a global company. Two, aren't we a company ourselves that believes that it's not about when you work, it's getting the work done? Yes, yep. So our idea is if you want to work at night because that's – better for you or preferable, mm-hmm. go for it. Yep. That doesn't require other people then to work at night. Right. But if you were working at night because it's better for you and you could not send an email because it's against the law, that's cool and progressive. Or check I don't think it is. Well, I think that's email. restrictive and yeah, I, backwards. It is if you have like an ass in the chair requirement during the day. And then, you know, like most companies I would assume do, most aren't right. like us. So well, that's true. I mean, if you're like us and then you say no emails after six, it's a little different. I don't yeah, think it applies to us, really. <laughs> but but do, you, do you feel like there's an expectation here to respond to emails after six? You can be honest. No, no, but I do think that that happens in a lot of places of work. Uh, yes, there's no doubt that there are environments where you feel like if, if my boss emails me, I better respond. Well, I mean, it depends on the sure. situation. There are times after six where if an email is sent that I, if I think it's urgent enough, then yeah, I definitely address it. I'm not saying I just ignore it. But no, but but I mean, I think that there's there's something to be said for finding the appropriate. Even I saw one thread is like, there's no such thing as work life balance. Forget that, and I agree with that to some extent. Yes, there is work life balance. It's just how you define it. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to you have mm-hmm. to be able to check out. You have to be able to have your own thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's completely appropriate. But I think that's up to each company to define. If if we have draconian email That's policies, true. then don't work here right. or find a place that fits your style for the government to say, this is how you should do it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not like Bill O'Reilly conservative, but <sighs> that seems right. to be a better approach than a government mandate restricting emails after a certain, that yeah. just well, and it never really hasn't. happened. So it wasn't, yeah, a it's a yes, but, it's yeah. it's absurd. And email is this weird beast where your habits like almost have to like everything spirals out of control because it's not ba- a lot of times it can't even be based on how you want to approach email. I think in a lot of companies, um, not including us, because I think we have I think we've got it under control mm-hmm. well. Um, is that you're kind of a slave to the system. You're you have to you have to be responsive to everyone else's habits, and pretty soon it's this collective mass of weird habits that dictates you know the what everybody else's, what, you know, what individual habits are going to be. You can't even, sure. you can't even create your own because you're forced to work within the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow some interesting people who are like one of the, like one of the guys I follow Merlin Mann, he like one of his things he does in consulting is actually email behavior. Companies will ha- have, ha- have him come in and like help coach them on becoming more productive and becoming not be- and getting rid of the, 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 the bad habits around email. Um, other than that, he's just a, hilarious, interesting person to listen to, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a topic that I find interesting and I've changed my own habits to be more productive and less of a slave to it. And I, I certainly don't hate it as much as I used to now that I have it under control a little better. Mm-hmm. 
your dings and your dongs. <laughs> well, I saw somebody posted before this came out that it was wrong, that they didn't like, this is probably how I feel about it. They didn't like the method, but they liked the spirit. The spirit of the fake law, that's not real law, sure. was to try to encourage a healthy work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, passing a law that restricts emails after six is not, the right way to do that yeah. mm-hmm. but encouraging healthy work-life balance is a good thing i think that's fine right well and to your point you know the more i think about it it probably is better left to a company's decision i think so for I mean, that in it, particular well it just seems kind of tough to yeah do that i mean nationwide yeah you look at it, i mean <laughs> you, you don't look know. at a country like here's, here's a libertarian view on this stuff but i mean the federal government should have a fairly limited role in Government, they have just have very high level responsibilities, um, like defense and you know currency, and then it should be up to the states. Ron Paul's <laughs> joined us on the podcast, and then and then it should really be up to the states to to, to determine you know here's how this here's here's how we're going to operate the state, mm-hmm. you know, and then you've got fifty states who can learn from one another and yeah, try different no, things. No. I'm Let's I'm not, not saying political. I'm not saying that that's what I approve of. I'm saying that it's an interesting concept. It is to an extent. Yes, but I think because there's to it. right because you get fifty states doing things fifty different ways from a commerce standpoint. Oh yeah, not oh, a yeah. good thing, right? So if you're talking about labor laws or whatever, that could become really. So let's say every state got to decide child labor laws, and then let's say Minnesota oh, yeah. said you can't work till you're sixteen, and if you're a company that employs anybody under sixteen, you're you're a follow of the law. And right. now I'm a company like 3M who goes, well, Illinois allows it and California allows it. So now I can't, I mean, it just, you've no, got I, to have I right. who builds a road. Does the road end at the state line? Yes. So there's limits to the, the whole. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Why I'm, we're I'm not saying, a federalism. We're I'm a, saying that that's the contrast <laughs> to what we were talking about in France. I'm not <laughs> saying that I believe in that. <laughs> what was that? Our listenership? That was just yeah, like a diving off of a okay, cliff. Anyway. The conversation. So the last point of this is at what point as internet consumers of content do you just have to finally say, I'm not going to react to anything until I've given it four hours, six hours, eight hours, 12 hours. Oh, because how many times is stuff exaggerated? Yeah. I mean, think about this ridiculous Malaysian air crash. The CNN is like, well, oh, they found debris. No, it's garbage. Oh, they found debris. No, it's garbage. Oh, I mean, it's like, yeah, but it's not, this isn't a, like an internet. The internet makes this problem worse, but this has been a problem since like media. No, since that's media not began. true. It is because your no. example, I think, just now of the Malaysian Airlines, I mean, the internet has allowed misinformation to spread like crazy. And, yes. and, but, but, I mean, I think that the media has always reported things based on their perception of a story. Dude, I went to journalism school. There is, I am there aware. are journalism, whatever I, rules standards. to journalism. Yeah, like, but you I, get two sources. Well, yeah, it's so you yeah. get two sources. Yeah, but that's to say that media, like before the internet, was perfect. Or I mean, it's, it's always been that. biased. It's but always the there's always been misinformation. Yeah, yeah. The problem was limited. You're right. And now it's just like anybody with a freaking WordPress. Can be be a journalist on quote unquote. I don't know who who's behind Mashable or who, you know, Alex Magdaleno is basically. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. My point isn't that we should kill the internet. The point is, what do I do about it? Because I'm tired of getting jerked around all the time. Well, yeah, but you were. So, I, you, I mean, you're asking like, when do internet? When do when do we as a society, like as internet users, no. become yes. savvy enough to yes. like understand that you can't just 
take something at face yes. value and assume right. it's, it's real. on us. Check, it is. It is. But my point sources. was that I think that extends not only to just. I mean, this makes it worse and makes it more critical. I think that we that a society figures that out. But I think that that's a problem that really goes back to even just. The old, days of old with just, you know, newspapers, just media, old school media before the internet. I think even then mm-hmm. it was up to people to have, to take more responsibility than to just read something and take it as fact at face value. Well, I think mm-hmm. it, the degrees are completely different. I'm not saying that never happened, but if something ends up in the New York Times or on CBS News, it's been through a process and filters that I trust more oh, than yeah, any blog yeah, on for the sure. internet. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't be wrong. There's plenty of situations where New York Times, you know, reporter made crap up and it's still made it in the paper. Yeah. Um, but I still would trust that much further. And plus it's there were also so limited I, sources. So it was easier to sort through it all. Now you've got a you know, a million and one sources. Mm-hmm. We've got billions of sources. Whoever's on the internet's a source. But Mashable's a fairly respectable site. Yeah. And so I'm just it, it's because it all happens so fast. So there's no the the idea that you should care about whether it's right is gone. That used to be part of journalism. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's gone and it's overridden by the need to be first or fast. And that includes not just Mashable, CNN, CBS, all of them. Cuz cuz if you're not point. in on it in the beginning, nobody's going to come to you. Yeah. And so that's why something like this gets repeated over and over and over instantly. Yeah. Nobody even checks to see, is this legitimate? They're just like, well, Mashable put it, boom. Yeah. Well, and to my point before is less about going through and making sure it's right. But I mean, you, cause you can, like, you could take the New York Times could report on something and the information could be right, but written from the angle, you know, of, of which in any paper, you know, it's written with a, the bias of whoever's, whether they're, you know, liberal or conservative, it's going to have mm-hmm. some bias to it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're trying to be unbiased, I mean, human, just being human creeps into what you're doing. But, so I just think I just think that it's. I wish that it was extended further than just the internet. I think everybody should read everything and try to look <laughs> look deeper. Everybody should read everything. I, no, I think everybody who whatever you read, you should try to look beyond it and and think a little more critically about it. Yes, but I do think that this points out that there is a difference between editorial bias or slant and fact. And yeah, for sure. Right. So if you're reading the New York times, you ought to be aware of the New York times leans left. Right. If you're reading the Washington post, I think it's the post or, you know, drudge, you should Mm -hmm. realize that, or Fox, it leans right. Right. You should know that going in. That's true. It's pretty left though, isn't it? I could be wrong. I thought one of the Washington ones is very right. could be the times. I don't know which one. Yeah. I'm not sure. either. Um, But that's different than complete, Falsehood. Oh, mm-hmm. Hell yes. Yeah. This and is he, this is ridiculous. This, this one's absurd. Is, this is completely That's wrong. It's false. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Factually, there's nothing accurate right. about it. Right. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. I think that that's a different. It's a different level of. There's no way for for me as a consumer to know whether that's true or not. I have to trust, and my trust is just breaking down at the point where I feel like I'm not going to react publicly to anything that seems like to me. That doesn't pass the smell. Like we oh, talked about before, my the bullshit radar went up on this. Like how could it's like how could you even make that a law? You can't. It's not an enforceable law. And even if it was, <laughs> it's not like they just showed up to whatever it's the French not. legislature is that right. day and passed it. They would have debated it. And yeah, it would have yeah. been in the news, like France debating this law. Right. And it, to just pop up, it doesn't pass yeah. like the, the sniff test, consumer yeah. sniff yeah. test. Mm-hmm. And so now I just feel like. I totally didn't have my sniffer out when I sent it out. <laughs> Nor did anybody. I mean, I responded to it when you sent it, and I and I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, 
wow, that's that seems odd. But but now there are so many times where I see something come through and I'm like, yeah, that's fair. This is this sounds like a hoax, mm-hmm. right? I'd rather bet that this is a hoax than not. And yeah. and a lot of times it is. It's a hoax. It's made up. It's so too good it, to be true. Does it ding Mashable's credibility in your minds at all? Yeah, yeah. I don't really see Mashable. It does to me. I well, I've never really considered them. Kind of like with we've talked about BuzzFeed in the past. I don't consider like either of those to be like places where I would go. And we talked about this within the context of con- of native advertising, I think. And we talked about like why certain native ads or pieces of content within there don't like offend me, quote unquote offend me because no, I, I, I don't go there for two. No, no, I don't yeah, go to either one of these sources for like factual stuff. I go there for like, I consider Mashable damn near to be like Buzzfeed level where it's like, almost see, I think that's most information. Oh, see, I never did. Oh, no, no, I don't Mashable's like dig dude. It's not, not to, like BuzzFeed. Oh, no. BuzzFeed's I, I stopped following Mashable a long time ago because I was so thick. I was so sick of of this kind of crap. The link baiting headlines. That kind. Of, I was like, this is well. Just this annoying. is what's great. You caught this on this because it's like they completely foobarred this, right? But they still want to take. They want to benefit from oh, it. Yeah. So they didn't change the original. They changed the headline. Mm-hmm. They changed the story. Mm-hmm. But the URL still reads: France bans emails after work. Yeah, because that was yeah. the original one. If they were happen to change the URL to more to more accurate, they would lose the SEO. Right, and so they're they're mm-hmm. keeping it just to benefit themselves. Yeah. It's link bait, whether yeah. they meant it or not. Yeah, and they don't have the 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 authenticity or the morals to do the right thing there. They should what they what, what they should have done was left the title as it was and added the editor's note. What's really shameful is that they changed the title, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They should have left it as it was originally authored and what they built, you know, what was spread like wildfire. Because then people can come back here and say and see that it was complete, you know, really BS. Right. Um yeah, I I my opinion of Mashable is that I, I've always considered it to be like a collection of bloggers who just throw crap up here. I mean, I, I've followed it in the past. I still find interesting stuff on there when it's shared, but I I don't certainly don't consider it to be like you know a, something that I would follow. Like I would follow the New York Times or the Atlantic, um, right? Where I expect to see factual stuff. I just don't, I, guess I don't I expect, expect that here. I expect it to be a little more credible. I, then I, I think I, you're. Yeah, I don't look. You've given it, but I, now love, I, I don't come to him for that. I love reading the comments, and we probably should sign off because people yeah. are all over the board. There are some people like Jackie going, Viva la France, this is a fantastic <laughs> idea. And there are other people that are like, one, this is awesome. Unions are all capital government. So who gives a damn about the stupid correction? Uh, no. So you just completely showed your ignorance there. Right. Unions yeah, are not who the says government. That? Two, wake up, America. You want to live like secondhand losers like this? We are innovators, risk takers, and most of us hard-ass working people. <laughs> this kind of marketplace is a joke. That is why, due to government policies combined, why this country is bankrupt. USA! USA! <laughs> America! All right. I don't know. That was a complete tangent, but that's what we do. Let's sign off. That's what we do when we do it Thank well. Thank you for the, the three listeners that hung on to the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're a podcast listener, you probably saw this article. Yes. What are your opinions? What are your opinions? Let us know. We're dead. We're done. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Ambassadors. This is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Olson. And Adam Meyer. Au revoir. <laughs> Bonjour. Oh, oui. that's hello. Oh, oui.